Welcome to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and this is the place where Kingdom heirs go to be informed and inspired. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. What's going on, Airflow family? Welcome to another episode of the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas. I pray that you all have had a great week this week so far. Um, Excited to be back on air with you again for another episode. Um, Just really want to make sure that everybody's doing good. Um, And and as we continue to talk about the theme of love in the month of February, um, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to you know, talk about, I know my wife and I took the first couple of weeks to really discuss, um, you know, marriages and relationships and things like that. But one of the things that I really wanted to hone in on this one, um, and that's why I chose to do a solo really is just to talk about loving yourself, self-love. Um, and so that's why I titled this one, you know, loving you. And I'm not talking about, you know, originally I started the title. I'm thinking the mini Ripperton song running through my head, you know, and I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to try to sing it. Um, but thinking about that song, you know, when, when I hear the title of this, this episode, but loving you and, and when I mean loving you is loving yourself, um, But it seems to be sometimes it's just difficult for people to do that. And I think it's important. And that's why I really want to take this time as we stay on this theme of love, um, which, you know, again, I'm I'm taking time to focus on this because I've seen so many times, especially recently, there's so many um, there's so many folks in depression, uh, so many folks who are contemplating suicide, so many folks that have gone through and committed suicide. I mean, they're. Their times are crazy nowadays, um, and, and I admit that, and I know that it, it is a challenge. And one of the things that I, I seem to draw to is really this whole idea of self-love. And you know, when people love, when you're loving on yourself, and that's not being vain. I'm, I'm not that. There's a different thing. It's not being self-centered. It's not being, um, you know, just selfish to a degree. You are, but it's for a reason. And so we're going to get into some of that. Um, here in this episode. And, you know, I, I, my, my plan is to really just hit you with some quick nuggets and then, you know, move on. Because I, I think when you start talking about self-love, um, you know, it's really something that you have to internalize with, with who you are and, and being happy with who you are. Um, and more than just happy, um, there's a level of satisfaction, there's a level of contentment. Um, but, it doesn't mean that that you can't continue to grow, you can't continue to get better. Um, but it's really that focus of knowing who you are, where you're at today, and loving that person. Doesn't mean that, you know, again, you can't change. You can always change and you're supposed to continue to grow. And as you go through different seasons of life, um, it's gonna be important for, for you to learn to grow, but love yourself through the process. And I think that's where a lot of people are doing. They're so focused on moving to the next phase, they forget that. You have to love where you are. You have to love who you are. Um, And it's going to help you in relationships. And and we'll get into some of that in a bit. But there's a quote that I read um, as I was doing some research for this. um, And it's from a person named Kristen Chenoweth. And she said that if you can learn to love yourself and all the flaws, you can love other people so much better. And that makes you so happy. And I thought that was a, a pretty good quote, because, again, you know, it's hard to love, truly love others if you can't love you. Um, you should be your first priority because when you do that, you're sort of setting yourself up to be able to go and truly love on others the way they need to be. You know, people love their kids, but they're not being the best version of themselves if they love their kids more than themselves. And, and that, that sounds selfish, but understand that when you're loving on yourself, you know, you're putting yourself in position to be the best person for your kids so you can be the best mother, father for them or for your spouse in that matter um, or just in the relationship that you're in. So it's important to understand that, you know, people look back at, you know, and you really think about it. Why is it difficult for us to love ourselves? Um, and I guess kind of a quick answer is this is because, you know, in society, you know, we we really don't 
learn much about self-love. Um, I don't think we were really raised to, to, to love yourself. And I know there are people out there that are outliers and then they have been taught that because they've had people who have shown them that, but, you know, it, it just doesn't seem important to some people, but it's really one of the best things that, that we can do for ourselves. You know, and when you look at it, loving ourselves provides us with self-confidence, self-worth, and in general, you, you, you feel more positive. And that's where that, like when people, you see people walking around, they just seem very positive about life. You know, doesn't mean that they don't have challenges. They don't face trials and tribulations, but they, they walk around with a, a, a better sense of, of just of who they are. And they they just got this positive spirit about them. And if you can really learn to love yourself, you, you'll feel happier. You'll, you'll learn to, and you'll learn to take better care of yourself, honestly. So I think it's, it's really important because we can look in the mirror and, and when we look in the mirror at ourselves, and I mean, literally look in the mirror and, and I mean that literally and figuratively, because, you know, if you look at yourself in the mirror, most of us see a lot of flaws. And then we remember experience when you, when you think about the mirror mentally and you kind of reflect back on your life, you think about, you know, past experiences and failings, and sometimes when we do that, it, it makes it a little difficult for us to love ourselves because we think about the times that we met, made bad decisions. We did things that we didn't really um, we didn't really want to do or, you know, we did it. We didn't think about it. There were consequences and it just made us have a bad feeling about ourselves. You know, we all have those flaws. Um, you know, the the less we love ourselves we listen to ourselves and, and understand ourselves, the more confused, upset, and frustrated we're going to be in life. So that's why we say, you know, I say it's important to, to focus on loving yourself and continue to love yourself more each day. Cause when you do that, things will slowly be a little bit better in every way possible. So it, it, it extends out further than just you and relationships, but we got to understand that self-love isn't always easy. Accepting the pain and really allowing ourselves to be honest with who we are is going to be a big step towards loving yourself. And I think that's where a lot of us kind of move away from the self-love because we don't accept the pain we, we of, and we don't allow ourselves to be honest with who we are and, and, and really understanding where we're at today. Because many of us feel like we're not where we're supposed to be in life or where we desire to be. A lot of us have, you know, these, we look at our lives and we say, you know, I'm not where I want to be. I think I've shared this before, but one of my goals was I wanted to be retired from corporate America by the time I was 35. I'm 43 now. I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but I've been blessed along the way and I've learned to be content not satisfied, but content with that, knowing that I continue to increase. But the focus is, is, am I happy with where I'm at? Am I happy with where God continues to bring me? Because I know he's moving me into where I'm supposed to be. And part of the reason is just me understanding that it's okay to, to know the past failings and, and accept those past failings. It's okay. A lot of times we 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 get stuck and like, oh, I don't want to do this because I failed and I don't want to fail again and I want to get into the cycle of failure. And that fear of failure is real. I told you guys my biggest thing is my fear of I have a huge fear of failing because I don't want to put myself in a position or my family in a position where, you know, I can possibly fail. And when I and, and so I had to renew my mind and think, you know, if I, if I don't do this. I'm going to regret not starting. I'm, you know, not starting. So that fear of failure, that failure to launch, you know, you look back at it and you say, you know, I, at least I try, or I didn't try. And I wish I would have tried, you know, why didn't I try this? Why, why, what stopped me? And it was me. It was my fear that stopped me. Why didn't I start investing years ago? Fear. I didn't educate myself on, on stocks. I didn't educate myself enough, or I was so scared to take that risk of doing it because there, there's risk involved, but I knew that was what I needed to do. And so now I'm trying to do those things more so, so that I'm preparing myself for the next phase of life. So it was delayed, but it wasn't, you know, it's not forgotten and God is still providing and making sure that, that I'm being set up with the right people, 
connected with the right folks and really moving in the right direction. But, you know, going back to how that ties into loving yourself, if you if, if you're always thinking about the failures that you've made, you know, again, loving yourself to know that I, you know, I accept that. I've, I forgive myself. You have to forgive yourself through that and not be ashamed of, of some of the things because you repent, you repent to, if you did something to somebody, you know, repent for that, forgive yourself, ask for forgiveness and and move on, get help, seek help. Some of self-love is being able to get rid of or deal with some of the past situations that you've had experiences that are still bothering you in life. And I think that's where, again, professional counseling is going to be so key with that. And I, I, I say that every, you know, all the time, you know, loving yourself, sometimes you need people to help you uncover some of the things that are, have been buried for so long that have prevented you from loving who you are. Um, you know, a lot of people, especially nowadays, it just, I see it when people are driving, uh, you know, social media, all these people just, everybody's angry. And people are just carrying a lot of negative emotions, like, you know, jealousy, disgust, rage. Um, and that can have a negative impact on, you know, loving yourself. Um, and we need to accept how to not only um, accept the emotions, but really accept that you can be loved. You can have emotions like love and joy and happiness, and that's okay. But there's also fear, insecurity, and anger in our lives. And we have to accept that those things are there as well. And part of self-love is knowing that there has to be a balance, but through it all, I'm going to love myself through the process. So I want to get into some, I guess, 10 kind of some reasons of of why self-love is, is some people consider it the best kind of love. But I, I think it's important to kind of set the groundwork because if you have understanding these reasons of why self-love is important, I think it's it's going to be easier for us to, to start moving forward. And it was very helpful as I read it, just to get a, a better mind, get a frame of mind of really what self-love is about and why it's so important, because we forget that in our daily lives. We go through so many things and, you know, whether it's work, it's kids, if you've got kids, it's you know, the next thing that you need to work on, you, you know, for the very ambitious people, you know, and perfectionists, oh goodness, you know, for those that are perfectionists or self-proclaimed perfectionists, sometimes it's always hard to love yourself because you're judging your body. You're judging the work you do. You're judging, you're always judging yourself. I say it all the time. And I hear people say it, they're their own worst critic and that can be good or bad, right? You know, I'm not bothered by people critiquing me on things because I'm going to critique myself. Um, I'm not above being critiqued. I'm not above, you know, um, I'm not above, you know, any kind of, of criticism. If it's constructive, I want to hear it. So here, here's just some things of, of really understanding that why reasons of why it's important to love yourself first before you can focus on loving someone else. And I mentioned that earlier because I think if we don't learn how to love us, meaning ourselves, how can we have that expectation or how can other people know how to love us the right way if we don't even know how to love ourselves? You know, I love when I see, you know, uh, I'm connected with some single um, folks through social media and I see how they take time to love themselves. They're not in relationships. They take themselves off. You know, I see women who take themselves out to dinner get themselves flowers, go to the spa. They, they pamper, pamper themselves. They take care of themselves. And they do that to, to show because when they get into a relationship, they won't fall or I won't say fall, but it's not about the things that you can do for me. The relationship is so much deeper because it's like, I can do these things for myself. I love on myself this way. So it's not that I need somebody to come into this relationship and do these things for me because I won't do them for myself. It's there's more to it. There's more substance to it outside of what you can do for me. They make their own money, men and women, you know, I don't, I don't need your money. It's not your money. It's more than that. And so now you have a, a deeper level of, of kind of expectation when you come in, but you can be, when you love yourself too, you can communicate that out with the person that you're potentially going to talk to and, and date. And they have an understanding of what it is that you're seeking 
because you know what love is. You know how to love on yourself. So you know there's expectation. I, you know, I can do all these things myself. I can go out to dinner. I can buy myself flowers. I can buy myself clothes. I can do all those things and I do them. You know, let's talk about what this relationship is going to be about. And I can articulate that to other people. I think that's where the challenge breaks down in a lot of relationships. People can't articulate that point. They can't articulate how they desire to be loved because they've been in one toxic relationship after the next. And it was just that whole thing of the intimacy. Well, it's not really intimacy. It's more of the lust or the need to be with somebody because you don't want to be alone, those types of things. So I think that is where a lot of the challenges come in with, with relationships and really just loving yourself. Cause when you love yourself, you're not going to accept any kind of mess. You know, people have to come correct to you and, and you're, and you can be honest about things and, you know, it's not about making a list, but it's just knowing who you are and what, what love is to you and how you can love on yourself. And it just, Again, you you build that relationship because you have that knowledge of yourself. So the first thing is loving and knowing yourself makes it easier to say no when you really need to. I know that sometimes saying no to people, especially people that you that you love, is difficult. But when you think about it, when you love yourself, it becomes easier to say no to people and things that don't align with your values. So think about that. You start to think your time is valuable. You realize your time is valuable and that is better spent doing things you love. And then you can stand firm in your decisions without really fearing how others will respond. You know, it's not to say you, you don't help people, but it's like the whole mindset of, or the whole process. And when you get on the airplane and they tell you, Put the air, put the oxygen mask over yourself first, then go help others. Well, why is that? How can you help others if you're not able to breathe yourself? How can you love other people if you can't love yourself? How is a relationship gonna gonna last if you can't love you? Okay, you made mistakes. You had maybe, you know, and I'm not gonna a kid is not a mistake. You know, it was something that was purposed unless there was some force that took place to, to have that kid. But, you know, you had kids, you weren't married, you made a decision, you know, the kids are here. You can't hate yourself for that. You've got you've to love, love yourself through the process because at the end of the day, you know, those are your kids. You're, and you, you be the best parent for those children that you can be and and move on but don't feel like i've got to settle for somebody because i have kids and and i'm just going to settle for them because they at least take me with my kids no because you're taking you're taking care of your kids what do you need them for you know find you will start finding people in relationships based off of your needs for love because the kids are going to get with their, they're going to get love from, from their parents. You know, if, if they're, they've got both parents involved, they're just not together. If they don't have both parents involved, again, they're still getting love from you. Yes, you would want to have that balance, but if you're giving them everything they need, you need somebody that's going to help, that's going to love you the way you need it, not love you because your kids need somebody, because that doesn't necessarily help build a relationship. Yes, they have to accept your kids, but you need to make sure one that they're going to love you for you and you've got to know what loving you is is about so the the next one is when you love when you love yourself it gives you time and it gives you room to heal healing again is so important because a lot of folks myself included we don't give ourselves time to heal we bury things underneath just life, life, living, you know, something happens, we experience it, pain comes, we try to do our best to suppress it without really getting to the root cause of it, fixing it so we can truly move on. Loving yourself, it, it, it makes you more open and aware of the healing process. How can you heal if you don't really deal with it? You know, you got to deal with, it. you got to come to terms with the fact that in life, you're going to get hurt. We are going to, we are all going to experience hurt in some way, shape, form, or fashion. 
It doesn't mean that the pain lasts forever. And it doesn't. You may not forget it, but the pain goes away. Many of us have hurt ourselves. We've broken something, pulled something, tore something. You know, I'm talking about the physical pain. The physical pain goes away, right? But you remember it, but it goes away. It gets easier. You get it resolved, you know, over time. It, it, it will go away. You will heal. And it won't last forever. But you have to acknowledge and accept that there are bad emotions. And then, you know, if you let them, you know, you let them get to the point that you can move forward and then fully enjoy life. So you've got to tackle those things. Why do I have those bad emotions? Why, why am I holding on to things that have hurt me over so long? And I'm giving, especially if it's somebody that did something to you at some point, yes, you've got to say, I'm not going to let them hold me hostage of what, for what they did. Sometimes self-love is forgiveness. I forgive you for doing this. And the person who hurt you may not like themselves because they realize, like, I did that to you. I, I hate myself for doing that. And then it's like, now you're both going through this process of healing. Like, no, don't hate yourself. I forgive you. Forgive yourself. I'm working on me to be better. You know, what happened, what happened. Let's move forward. Let, let's, let's get rid of that because I don't want us to be held hostage. I want to live my life and be free. And that's one of the best things you can do is to give yourself a chance to heal. The next thing is that self-love makes it easy, easier to openly communicate with others. So self-love is really taking time out to figure out who you are and what you want. Figuring out what, who you are is big, but figuring out what you want is even bigger because that's how you can get and, and communicate in a relationship to tell people, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. And I say want, this is what I need. This is what I desire in that relationship. It is important for me to have that. And, and you communicate that. And then there's the back and forth because then your ability to communicate and have honest uh, conversations with people around you will help open them up to be able to do that. And now you're having good positive dialogue. And then you understand that being upfront about how you feel and what you believe, it's only going to improve those relationships. You're going to have standards and you're going to be comfortable getting rid of anybody who can't live up to the standards. Now, when people hear standards, they think, oh, this person has such high standards that, you know, they're untouchable. You know, there's nobody's going to be, you know, it's not like, it's not standards like that, but there are certain things that you know, you're not going to be able to tolerate, but you can communicate that. I would rather have somebody communicate with me, you know, this level of standards, what they want, how they like to be loved, because this takes out, you don't have to guess. They're communicating, I need this up front. And you have to be able to say, is this something that I'm going to live up to? Or you work together to compromise. Well, I need this. These are the things that I need and desire. These are things that, that you need. Let's work towards that and figure out a way that, you know, if, if this thing is going to grow and last, we can work together. That we're making sure that we meet each other's needs because that's really what, when you talk about marriage, as I mentioned before, my wife and I, you know, it's serving each other, it's meeting each other's need. You know, God has already provided our need. And when He put us together, you know, He knew that we were meant to be together because if, if again, if it was set up that way, if you truly, you know, prayed and believed that this is this, this union that you're looking to go into is blessed by God. And you understand that, you know, you're not perfect. You, you and the other person are not perfect. But as you grow, you're working to meet each other's needs. You're starting to figure out that I'm my, my ability, my job is to serve you. My job is to be 100% in it for you, not being it for myself. But that's where you learn to love yourself before you get into that relationship, because now you can communicate the proper way and, and it just helps things grow. That's a very important point. The next thing is learning to love yourself prevents you from seeking approval from others. Now, I'll I'll say that there are some people that you know that you may seek approval from, but there are people who you high you 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 hold in high esteem, you know, high regards. You know, people that you know have have built. They know you, and you know that they know you. Um, whether it's a family member, 
you know, people, somebody that's a mentor that you've been confiding in, you know, somebody who you've established time and relationships together. You've shared things, you've had dialogue multiple times and, and, and they've seen you grow. Because understanding that when you truly love yourself, you realize that confidence comes from within. And, and nobody can really make you feel as good or as happy as you, as yourself. Nobody can do that. So I don't have to look in the mirror. I mean, I don't have to go to somebody else and say, tell me how my body looks, you know, for those that are trying to go through transformations with their body. You know, I look at myself and say, you know what? I see the change. Other people may not see it, but I see it. I know that I've been working hard and I, and I see that, you know, and I'm getting there and I'm moving, I'm pushing, you know, if it's, if people who have something with their body, if it's people who are working on, you know, themselves mentally or, or just certain things that they've been challenged with. And they're like, you know what, you know, I know that I've been putting in work. I see the change in me. I don't need you to tell me now when you hear it from outside, it's like, okay, that just, that confirms, you know, what you've been understanding, but you don't need it. I'm not seeking out the approval for others. I, I don't need that. You know, you become less likely to feel pressure to do things to be liked. And that's so important. You know, in the social media age, it is so important because everybody, and I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people in so on social media, they do have this mindset of, I want to create this, this, this atmosphere, this, this um, perception that I am this person when you're really not, and you may be a good, maybe faking it till you make it, whatever. But if you love yourself, you're going to continue to move forward and do things as you, you don't care what people say. You don't do things to seek people's approval. You're doing it, you know, because I po you post something. When people post pictures of them working out in the gym, like, hey, I'm making progress. And sometimes if, if your page is, is set up to where you have people who you truly have connections with and people who are positive, you know, they're going to give you that feedback and that motivation. Yeah, I see the change. Keep going. Keep going. You know, if you, if you, but if you're getting people like hating on you, it's like, well, why are they even on your page? Like start blocking people. Like, I don't even want you to be on there because I'm looking for the positive things, but I don't need your approval. I know I'm doing well, but you know, these are people who I know that, you know, they're going to keep me in line or they're going to help me or, or tell me, you know, motivate me to move forward, you know? And so there's a balance with that, but I don't need their approval because again, you're going to become less likely um, to feel pressure to do things to be like, you're going to care less about opinions uh, of others, and it's going to give you freedom to walk in your own path and, and be who you are. That's the most important. That's what loving yourself is about. You know, people can can affirm, can confirm things that you know about yourself, but when you get to that place of self love, it's like you can't tell me anything differently about myself. It's just like people who have relationship with God. You know, nobody's going to tell them, I don't care what other religion, what they feel, you know, what your relation, when you have a relationship with God, an intimate relationship with God, nobody's going to tell you differently. They're, they're going to, you're, you're going to stand there and say, I'm not even going to argue with you. I know what God has done for me and, and I'm strong on that. You can tell me all these things that you experienced, or I feel like there's not a God, all that stuff, you know, that that's fine. But I, I'm strong in that. Your spouse, if somebody tells you something about your spouse, like, no, I know my spouse. You know, I know what they would do. I, I know how they are, you know, and if they did something like that, or if they made a mistake, okay, we'll talk about it. But I'm like, no, nah, they, they wouldn't do that. You know, unless you have some kind of proof, I'm not hearing it, you know? So, you know, you don't have to hear those things. You know, I don't need opinions. I don't need anything. We're going to be who I, my wife and I are like that. We don't care what other people, if people say that, say things about us, I don't care. No, y'all think y'all all that. No, we don't. No, y'all think y'all just this and being all positive and y'all marriage ain't perfect. No, it's not. We tell y'all it's not perfect, but we're working. We continue to work at it. We have challenges like anybody else. You know, we're not sitting here and we don't do podcasts and, and Facebook pages and all that stuff just because we think we're better than anybody. It's just we want to share that marriages can work. You just got to work at it. But it's but we have to love our marriage, you know, within our within our marriages. We have to love each other and love what we do and, and talk through those things. And that's one of the things that we're good at communicating. The next thing is, you know, you become more comfortable with the bad days. When you love yourself, you feel like bad days will come. You know they're gonna come, 
but you can love yourself through. I don't need, you know, to fall into the arms of somebody else to feel good about myself. And there's a lot of people that do that. Like, oh, I'm going, I'm down. I'm just not feeling good. I need to rely on somebody else. Now, when you're married, you know, in a relationship, sometimes, you know, that's if you have a true relationship that you've built and people will know that, you know, it's, it, you fall into their arms. And you're like, okay, I need some support here. But if, whether you need, whether them or not, because there's some days where, you know, my wife may not have her best day and she may not be at a place where she can, um, she can support me the way I needed at that point in time. I have to, and I, and what I've done and what I've been able to do is one, you know, pray about it. I got any strength in this situation. And, you know, I don't want to put any burdens on my wife and, and, and bring her down if I'm just having a bad day, but understand that I love myself enough that I'm going to continue to, you know, I'm going to love on me. I'm going to make sure things are taken care of and get myself in the right place mentally and physically. I'm not going to wallow in self-pity you know, I've got to accept that, you know, there's going to be, accept the physical and mental state I'm in. And then that sometimes that can be difficult to even accept it. You may have to apologize. There's been times where my wife is like, hey, you know, what's up with you? I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. I, I've been, I know I've been in this funk and I apologize. I, you know, I'm going to get through it. And sometimes it's a conversation with, with her. And, you know, she's like, well, you know, why don't you tell me? And I'm like, you know, I didn't want to put, feel like I'm putting burden on you. And sometimes, you know, that, that could be a little selfish in a relationship, but if I see that she's down and, and I don't want to put anything on her, you know, but I, you know, it's not one of those times where I'm just like, okay, I'm going into this depressed state. Like I'm, I can work through it, but I do need to communicate that, but I know I'm going to have some bad days. And when I have those bad days, you know, you kind of, you find light, you find light during that time, because even in those down moments, there's an opportunity to grow and learn. Why am I having this bad day? Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? When you love yourself, you seek those answers from within. God, what's going on? You know, reveal what this is. You know, your your wife, your kids, they may not know. You know, and, and as men, and I'm going to talk to men, sometimes we have time, we have, we do have times and moments where we can't communicate that to another, to our spouse even times where we don't really know how to communicate that to another man in a way to, to, to get their feedback or we don't feel comfortable to communicate that, which is a different issue in itself. I mean, we should always have people to communicate with. Uh, and that's why it's important to have a counselor you know, for mental health. So again, being able to, to look at the down moments and learn from it, glean from it and, and take something to, to make light of the situation or to, to get to a place of light. You know, that's important because again, when people get in those down moments, if you don't have love for yourself, you can spiral down a path of, of destruction. And I mean, you start talking about suicides and things like that, depression, that's where you get to that place. Uh, the next thing is if you love yourself first, then you know that you can count on yourself first. And when I read that, when I was like, okay, a lot of people may look at this and think that's that may be a little selfish. You know, if I love myself first, I can count on myself first. That, does that mean that you know I just disregard everybody else? And, and and it doesn't necessarily mean that. So let's look at it from this perspective. When you count on yourself, you limit the amount of times you have to depend on other people, which limits the amount of times they can let you down. And again, I, when I read that and I thought through that, I was like, okay. Am I, am I hiding myself from people who can help me in relationships because I'm, a, I'm afraid that they're going to let me down? And, I, and I, you've got to understand, people are going to let you down. Uh, Apostle, my, my, my man of God, Apostle Howard, he, he says that people can be, what does it say? People can be fickle, funny, and fade, or fake, or funny, fake, and fickle. I don't know the order, but, you know, again, people are going to have their moments, it's a human thing. Everybody is not going to be a one all the time because they, everybody's going through their own things at times. So there's sometimes you just have to count on yourself. And that's not nothing. That's not saying that you don't count on God. You don't speak to your spouse, but there are moments where you're on that Island and you've got to learn to trust yourself and your ability to be great when no one else around um, can help you or witness the hard work. You become your own cheerleader and encourage yourself to stay motivated 
and to break boundaries as you chase your dreams. I mean, that is, it's important because again, there are going to be everybody who goes through challenging times as they're trying to grow. I've heard people that go through their, uh, like I've gone through doctorate programs, going through undergrad, going through getting their master's or, you know, just different journeys and the progress that they have to make in the battles and the mental and physical things they deal with. And sometimes it just feel, they say, they feel like I've been out by myself doing this, even though they have support and they acknowledge that, but there are those times where it's just you and that goal that's in front of you. You've got to be able to, to kind of promote and cheer yourself on because there are going to be people who are going to forget about you. You know, people be all rah, rah, oh, he's going, you're going to school, you're getting your degree. And they're like, great, you know, I'm happy for you, you know, good thing. Are you going back to get, you know, a secondary degree? Are you going back to do something, you know, getting the certification or you're going to do this training for this? And people are like cheering you on in the beginning. Sometimes that's not there all the way through the process. It could be a project that you're working on, you know, whether it's real estate or, you know, something that is going to be a, a multi-phased approach to get to the end goal. And there's challenges and trials and, you know, everybody's not there with you through those challenges. Everybody's not there through those, those down times. People are there when the good things happen and they're cheering you on like, oh, that's great to hear. But what about those moments that people don't hear about a lot? And sometimes it's because we don't share, but sometimes it's like, you don't want to share everything because everybody's not for you and everybody's not going to, to be supportive. So you think through that and it's like, wow, you know, you got, I have to be my own cheerleader. And there's those times. So this is not to say that you're being selfish, but you have to understand that, again, you got to count on you. If I know anything else, I'm going to motivate myself. If nobody else does it, if everybody else is is just preoccupied with their own thing, I know that at the end of the day, I have to be able to promote and and cheer myself on to get to the goals that I need, that I know I need to, to get to. And sometimes it can be your own family that may not see that they don't understand the grind but sometimes it's not for them to see or for them to know about it's for you to tackle that thing because that's how you grow and then god sometimes will put people in your life to help you get to that next place so you have to be receptive to that but understand that there will always be moments when it's you and that thing in front of you and then know that god has given you everything you need to accomplish that thing and to, and to get to that goal. And he's going to be with you every step of the way, but you've got to do the walking. You've got to do the work. And, and that's where that, that becomes a, a, that's where you have to, that's where self-love really kicks in and, and, and it helps you to get through that. Last couple of things. Um, loving yourself allows you to make healthier choices. So when you put yourself first, you make choices that will only improve your quality of life. And, and again, a lot of times when you're doing like healthy things for you, it's, it's kind of infectious to your spouse or your significant other, your children, everybody starts to get on, but you've got to first be the one to understand you've got to cover for yourself. And it's not just, I want to say healthier choice. It's not just about food, it's mental health. So, you know, you've got your mental health, your physical health spiritual health, all of those things. And sometimes you have, you'll have people that'll be kind of against it, like, oh, because they're, they're going to think that you're changing because you're trying to improve your quality of life. How many people have just made a decision to change some of the things that they do, whether it's, you know, if you were always going to the club, you drank a lot, you, you did things that weren't good. And you said, you know what, I'm going to stop doing this because I can see a pattern of, of how it's interrupting and it's disrupting my life. And you go to do that. And the people that you were mostly doing it with, they're like, you're not the same. You're different. Well, I, I am. I have to be different because I realize that I want to improve my quality of life. I want to pr- improve my health. I want to be around for my kids. I can't sit around eating certain things, drinking and doing this, knowing that my family has a history of certain things. They have a history of heart issues or a history of that. There are some genetic things that are there. You may be genetically predisposed, you know, and I'm not going to get all spiritual with it, but there are physical scientific things that you can be genetically predisposed to that if you don't address those things, 
you know, you can be following the same pattern as your father, mother, and, and grandparents and whoever who have passed away or had to deal with major illnesses or things early in life because, you know, that was just a pattern for if you don't do certain things. And, and that is why it's important to take care of yourself. You're going to eat, you know, you eat better um, and sleep and exercise more because you realize that taking care of your mental and physical well-being are essential to your success. The, the old adage goes, you know, when you look better, you feel better. And when you feel better, you do better. You know, that that is important. But again, starting with loving yourself. I love myself enough to say, I don't feel the way I need to feel. I don't look the way I need to feel. My clothes, I'm not embarrassed because when you're embarrassed about yourself, then you're not, you know, it's like, I'm embarrassed for me. I, I may feel embarrassed. Like, you know, I know I have to present myself better than this because I have higher, I have a high regard for who I am. So I need to change that. You know, if I come out the house looking crazy, it's a reference, it's a representation of me first, but it is also a representation of my family, but I've got to be a, be the one to, to know that, like, I got to love myself to say, I can't go looking like that. You know, I can't go around, you know, being a bum and all of the stuff. I mean, again, I mean, I got to dress to the nines every time I go out, but I at least have to present myself in a way that I feel confident with, or I know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. I don't, again, I, I, it's not about how you, it's not about dressing a certain way to please people, but you know, you should be pleased with yourself. Like I can throw in a t-shirt and some joggers and walk out. I should feel good about that. I'm not dressed up. I'm just throwing on something, casually going to the store whatever, but it, it's really just looking at yourself and saying, I'm, I'm good with that. And, and, I, and, and if I'm not, if I don't look the way I need to, if I feel like I got to lose some weight, like, man, you know, I need to drop some. I, and I, I tell my wife, they're like, yeah, clothes ain't fitting right. COVID came, that pandemic weight picked up, got out of routine. I have to own it on myself. I'm not happy with where I'm at. I love me. I'm not happy with where I'm at. I love my wife and I love my, my family, but sometimes you're not happy and we've got to discuss that. What can we do to make, to find that balance? Cause I'm really not looking for happiness. I'm really looking for joy. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness comes and goes. It's temporary, temporary. So I've got to be okay with me. Next thing is when you when you love yourself, when you really practice self-love, it grants you the gift of forgiveness. And we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but now when you hold on to grudges, that can really keep you down. So when you love yourself, you see the power of forgiving yourself. And when you can forgive yourself, then you can forgive others for things that already happened. And, and, and now they can no longer control you. And you can't control those things, right? If it happened or before, what can you, you can't change it, right? You can decide to move on. You forgive the person, you forgive yourself and, and you go to the next phase. You go to the next step. And sometimes it may require that professional help. It may require professional services to move on, you know, to be able to, to fully get past it. But the first step is saying, you know what? I love myself to say, you know, I can forgive that person or forgive that situation or let that situation go. You know, you can accept the responsibility for your actions and, and you do in doing that process, you release the blame that you place on yourself for the harm you've caused and, and, or the harms that other, or the harm that others have caused you. Because sometimes, you know, we don't think about that, but when somebody does something to us, you know, there's a, there's sort of a responsibility that we put on ourselves because we like, I, I let them do that and I shouldn't have did that. And so now you're, you're harnessing this, this blame towards yourself. And when you really think about it, it's like, I, I got to release that. Yes. Somebody did that. I need to forgive them, but I got to forgive myself because I'm mad. I let them do, I shouldn't have never let them do that. And, you know, and then you're just harnessing all of this, this regret and guilt. And when you do that, when you, when you get to the place that, you can accept responsibility for, you know, your actions and you can release the blame you place on yourself for the harms others have caused us. And in doing that, you release the hold others have on you. And, and, and you don't realize, you know, you hear people say it all the time, like, um, and I, I always laugh when I hear it, it was like, I'm living rent free in somebody's head. You know, you think about what does that mean? Like I'm living rent free. Like 
I can, I'm, I'm literally, you're, I'm always on that person's mind there. I can tell they're always saying stuff about me, this, that, and the other. They let me live rent-free. How many people do you let live rent-free in your mind, in your head? They, they captivate your thoughts. They captivate your being. Everything you do is like, I'm either seeking their approval or I'm wondering what their response is going to be. You know, the first thing you do is if I say, okay, I'm getting ready to, to launch something, some new business, or I'm getting ready to do this. And the first thing you do is bring up, I wonder what so-and-so is going to think about this. I bet they're going to hate. I bet they're going to do it. I mean, when you're thinking about that, they're living rent-free in your head. Meanwhile, they may not even be thinking about you. They may not even say a thing about it. They may surprise you and, and praise you and, and, and really you know celebrate you for it. But you thinking about that again, because they may have said something to the past in the past that hurt you or made them feel like they're not supportive of you. When you love yourself, it's like, okay, I'm still going to do this. I'm still going, but I'm doing it because I want to do it for me. I want to do it for my family. I don't care what people think, because when you give them that kind of leverage on you, they control you. And they can control you without even having to do anything else to you, without even knowing they have this control over you. And that's toxic. So being able to forgive and let go is going to be is crucial uh, when you when you learn to love yourself. Giving yourself love and being selfish helps you to take charge of your life. Now, they threw in the selfish piece and, you know. We know what selfish is, but it, it's it's a focus on yourself in a way where, you know, sometimes you have to be. If you're going through a time of just being depressed, you gotta you gotta be selfish and say, you know what, I'm gonna be selfish to take care of myself so that I can be a better person for you, for my my wife, my kids. Sometimes you've got to do that. I've got to. I may have to go take a mental health break. You know, do I want to do, do I want to be away from my family? No, but everybody needs that. Sometimes I've heard of people just going and, and getting a hotel room for a night, you know, just getting away from their environment and just having some time to reflect. Sometimes you just got to do that. And, and, and is it a selfish act? You can, you know, by definition, maybe. But if my purpose is to get myself to be the best person I can be so that I can be the person that you need me to be or that that my spouse or my kids need me to be, then that's worth it. So understanding that feeling more in charge of your life becomes, you know, comes with realizing the power of the choices you have. And you can choose when and how you want to live your life. Now, some things, you know, again, are, are preset, you know, and obviously, you know, the God that I serve is a God of choice, right? He's going to let you live your life how you want to live it. He's not going to force you. But he, you know, he's going to put things in there to test you along the way. And he's going to give you, you know, blessings along the way as you as you figure things out. And sometimes we we veer off the path that we are supposed to be on and we seek redemption and, and, and repent. And, you know, he'll he'll help us get right back on it. But we have to make the choice to do it. So just understanding that, you know, when you choose how you want to live your life, that means that, you know, you weigh more heavily on the benefits and consequences of making certain choices that will affect your future. And when you think about that, when you're more selfish or, or you're giving yourself love and being selfish, and, I, and I'm putting it in quotes, air quotes, um, you know, you're more likely to only make choices that align with your values and will help you honor them. How many of us have, have altered our values to please others. And in doing so, we felt like we let ourselves down because we knew that wasn't really how we wanted to be or how we wanted or what how we wanted to be perceived. You know, a lot of times we do that and don't even think about it. So it's important to understand that, you know, and sometimes there's compromises and sometimes there's things that you need to change and there's values that you know as you grow, you know, those values may morph into other things. Um, but you have to have a kind of a foundation there. And, and, and when you're, when your foundation is always being changed because you're focused on others and you're not focused on understanding, this is what I need. This is how I am. And, and, and this is how I love myself, you know, and that's the foundational pieces of that. When you're letting that, that foundation get chipped away at and you're changing it and 
you know, or pulling pieces out of it and you're left with not enough foundation to stand on. Now you're, you know, on, on rocky ground, you're not stable. And now you're having to deal because you've given so much of yourself away to others. so much of your foundation, you, you allow other things to come in that you're, it's a foundation. You're building a new foundation that you weren't meant to be a part of. It may be too much, you know, it, it's not, stable enough for you. You needed this kind of foundation and now you replaced it for other people's foundation, other people's stuff. And, and, and that's not, it's not going to work. You know, I can't take my, I can't take the blood that I have and put it in somebody else. That's a different blood type and expect them to not have problems. doesn't work like that. So the last thing is loving yourself can help achieve the best emotional relationships with other people. This one is, is, and I'm ending it with this one because I really think this is going to be something that's going to help a lot of people who struggle in relationships. And I'm not just talking about, you know, a significant other, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, husband, wife, whatever, you know, I'm talking about just relationships with kids, you know, husband, mother, father, you know, um, with kids, aunts and uncles, being a, a brother, a sister, whatever relationships, it really gets you um, to a place where you can achieve the best emotional relationships with everybody else when you can love yourself. And so when you think about spending time processing your emotions, you know, for those that take themselves out and, and I guess, remove themselves from the, the chaos that may be in their life, and they, they take time to really think and process things, you start to dig deep inside of yourself and you get to the core of really who you are. Again, that's why taking time away for yourself and having those selfish moments, they're important because you, you can get away. You can be in your thoughts. Um, with me, I don't mind taking long road trips and I don't, when I take long road trips, even with the family, there are times when, when we're traveling, you know, early, late night, early mornings, and, you know, most people be like, hey, I need somebody to stay up with me to keep me up. And so I don't get tired and, you know, help the trip go by a little faster. I'm, it's good at times, but my wife would tell you, everybody in the car will be knocked out and I'll have some music playing and I'll just be in my thoughts, processing things, understanding things, you know, and, and, and it just gives me that opportunity when I used to commute to work, I used to have like an hour or so commute to work sometimes, you know, from dropping, you know, our son, one of our kids off at a bus stop and then driving back a totally different direction. And so it was about an hour, sometimes it could be an hour and a half drive, depending on traffic. And so for me, I didn't get frustrated. You know, a lot of people get rage, you know, get road rage and all this traffic. And for me, it was an opportunity. I would turn the radio off and just be in my thoughts and, you know, it allowed me to process things. So when I got to work, I wasn't all worked up and all this stuff. Like I was really in a good place. Like, okay, I'm, I'm focusing myself, you know, I'm understanding some things, thinking about things I need to do for the day and really just getting to the core of, of, for me, you know, who I am and what I like and what I need to do more of. So, uh, but as you work to love and accept yourself and be, and be honest, you encourage others to do the same. So, you know, focusing on you, it helps you to be able to say this, I'm doing this and, and, and people will see that they'll see the, the changes in you and they'll say, you know, what's kind of, you know, I, I like the way you change or you seem to be more confident or you seem to be um, more, the have a better ability to communicate things, which is good. And it, it allows people to, it allows you to open up and connect with others on a deeper, deeper level, which we all should be doing in our relationships. You know, even if there are seasonal people that are in your life, you should have, you should be able to tap in and get the most out of that relationship during that time. Because that that's the purpose, right? And then you should be able to, you should be unafraid to show parts of yourself that are rough around the edges. And then you should be able to see the same in others. So again, when you're when you're loving yourself it's going to help you achieve the best emotional relationships with other people. And, and, you know, the last point in that process is that it's going to allow you to open up and connect with others on a deeper level, unafraid to show parts of yourself that are rough around the edges and see the same in others. The see the same in others is important because again, 
we like to view people for, through certain lenses. But when you start loving yourself and you're honest with yourself, you you won't be as judgmental with other people. Some of us, are, you know, some of us are just blind. Like we judge people all day long, you know, and I, I catch myself sometimes like, how can I sit there and judge? I, and I have to say to myself, like, Ricky, how are you going to judge them when you got you jacked up with this or you have done the same thing? You got to pull back and say, OK, but that's me getting to the core of myself. Like I can be honest with me and say that ain't that's not cool. That's not you know, that wasn't right. You got to fix that or that's not how we I want to be. And so when you see others do that, you can understand that and you can connect with them or, or, or help love them through where they're going through because you've been there. Like I'm, I'm secure in understanding who I am and I see that in them. So I've got to work with that. I'm not going to be so quick to cut people off. That's where I think we, we, we've gotten to in our society is that we, we're so quick to cut people off because we're still, we can't even deal with our own selves. We don't love ourselves. And so I always have this thing is how can I expect somebody to love me if I don't love myself? If I can't stand being around myself, why would somebody stand to be around me? You know, think about that. Why would my wife ever want to be around me if I don't even want to be around me? If I like, I don't like myself, why would my wife and kids want to be around me? I mean, yeah, they love me. I'm 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 their husband and fathers, you know. And sometimes it's just because it's easy um, to do that. But ultimately, why would why would why would my wife want to date me? Why why does she want to why would she date me back in the day if I didn't like who I am? Because that exudes in your personality. Like if you're always the type of person who's always down on yourself, self-hate and self-sabotage, people don't want to be around that. I can tell you for a fact, you know, if you're looking for pity, yeah, you'll get pity, but from a relationship standpoint, you you don't get that. You don't get that, you know, you won't have that type of strong relationship or that person is just with you because they feel bad for you. That's not the kind of love you want. You know, you want the relationship where people are going to work with you, help build, but you got to be, you got to be able to love yourself because, you know, I, I can't expect somebody to love me in a way that I don't understand how I want to love myself. Now it's going to be different love, but I have to know and be secure with who I am, as I mentioned through these other things. So again, through this process, I hope everybody understands that if we celebrate love in this month and you know, I know the world Valentine's day and I know it's had these other meetings, but everybody's talking about love. Everybody's talking about, you know, this, this, there's a spirit of love in the air, but we've got to understand healthy love and, and healthy love. One is, you know, obviously loving God, but loving ourselves. If we're not doing that, there's nothing healthy about the relationships we're going to have because it's going to be very brittle. And, and that's why people are cutting people off so fast, dropping people without building relationships have to be built. You've got to, you know, there's going to be things about each other that you don't like, but if you don't even like yourself, then there's no way you're going to be able to to like somebody or you're going to have false pretenses for why you like that person. And they're not going to have the same because they're like, you know, it was cool, but I'm sick of people. You know, I'm sick of somebody always just downing themselves like it's a total turnoff for me being around somebody like that. And, and you have to think if you're doing that, then you're missing out on people who want to be there to help you, not necessarily help you, but just be there around you. And that will be good to be in relationship with, but you're, you're just sabotaging that because you're sabotaging yourself. You talk down on yourself. You, you hate yourself, but you expect others to love you. It's not going to work like that. So I thank everybody for listening in this episode. Um, You know, I I really hope that hearing about self-love and, and, and taking that to the next place with yourself, you know, and if you have trouble loving yourself, seek help, seek help of why you hate yourself. Why, why are there things that, or why don't you like yourself? Get away from the, the, the superficial things. It's easy on the surface to say, I hate myself because I don't like my body. I don't like this, but why is that? Is it because something somebody said 
you know, is there something that growing up you've dealt with and, and over the years it just continue? Like, why are you feeling that way? Get it to the core of that and get that thing and, and get it rooted out. And, and then, you know, you can heal, you know, you gotta, you have to take, you've got to take out the, the, you know, the splinter, you know, if you truly want, I mean, for any of us that has splinters, you know, you, you got to take them out, you know, and it's painful to take it out, but you have to take it out before it can really heal. Otherwise it's just going to keep, being bothersome is going to, you know, if it's getting down deep and it's drawing blood, you know, it could be infection. So you've got to, you've got to get yourself in a place, you know, where if you can't do it alone, and sometimes it may be too deep for you to do it alone, that's where professional help. So self love is mental health, it's physical health, it's spiritual health financial health. Some of us who hate, you know, get mad at ourselves because of financial things we've done. Sometimes you got to go get help, you know, financially. Find people that that are good and that can help teach you how to manage your money. That's why you go to a gym. You know, people go to gyms to get trainers because they can't do it on their own. They need somebody to help them move move on. You know, you got to do it through everything, whether it's your relationship with your wife, your spouse, um, you know, your kids, you know, you need health coaches in every, you know, in every aspect and they're out there. And if you think that, you know, it's the cost is too much, you have to think about what you're losing and what, the, what you've paid by not doing it. How much have you lost? How much, how much time have you, have you wasted and spent on, you know, figuring out life and and you've been spending on things and not being able to move forward because you're stuck at this place. How much have you lost out on? How much joy has your marriage lost on? Because you haven't gone to get counseling individually and collectively. How much? How many people have gotten divorces because they haven't dealt with these things and, you know, broken up families and, you know, kids are now messed up and you're messed up and you have this jaded view on marriage. How many people have done that? Love on yourself, get help. I am pro get help. We have to promote that more, but you have to, you have to love yourself enough to realize you need the help. The minute you say, I don't need it. You know, I'm okay. I'm good. Trust me. You're fooling yourself. So again, Thank you all for listening. I pray that this information as always when I share it or people I have on here when I when we share information, I really hope that it is it is something that will help you throughout your journey. Um, for me, like I said, why I do this, I talked about my why. I want to see people whole and healthy in every aspect. I may not say things the right way all the time. I may miss a point, um, but the the ultimate thing is for us to grow and to live the best lives possible. So continue to connect with me through YouTube. We're at youtube.com. Search for See-Through Marriage. Or sorry, See-Through Marriage. See-Through Marriage is, is the Facebook page, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But for Airflow Podcast, youtube.com. Look up Airflow Podcast. Please subscribe. When you subscribe, you get any information, anything that comes up. You know, if there's posts that come up, like and share them. Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Airflow Podcast. Connect. Your connection is so important because that lets me know that that you're you're there, you're listening. Even if you can't listen when it first drops, you're coming back, you're getting the things. Like I want people to, I need, I need you. I'm asking you. Take some time out, just like, share, subscribe, any way that you can stay connected because I'm making it available. I want people to to hear this. I I know that God has given me a voice and and a purpose to share on this plat on these various platforms. You know, whether you want to see what my face looks like, you know, here I am. Uh, (laughs) So you can follow me on YouTube for that, but we're all available through for a different just traditional podcast audio only through facebook.com as i mentioned with the airflow facebook.com forward slash airflow airflow podcast um through our website www.airflowpodcast.com 
Again, all the episodes are there. They're all available on Facebook. You know, this year we started off doing the YouTube. So if you go to the YouTube channel, um, again, you'll see the, the, the video updates on this. But we're on all the podcast players, all the big ones. So Spotify, Apple, you know, I may have to think about the Spotify piece. Um, everybody else is pulling their music off of Spotify, the whole Joe Rogan thing. And that, I'm getting that another time. But um, but I'm available Spotify, Apple podcast, um, I the, the iHeart podcast players. So we're on the most of the major ones. Take some time, share it. You know, if you're hearing me. Obviously, you've taken time to listen, but get it out there. I mean, there's people we, we know there's information. Uh, I know this information is helpful. I know it helps me. I know it's going to help others. So, again, just continue to connect with us. Again, my purpose, my heart's journey, my heart's, my heart's purpose for this podcast is to continue to grow people, to grow people, to grow the community. And I'm not just talking about African-American community, the community, the kingdom community, um, to get people healed, to get people healthy, to, to encourage marriages, to con- encourage relationships, to encourage you in your, your entrepreneurial journeys, to encourage you through investing, all of those different things, to conquer those mountains that we talked about before. Um, that's what we're supposed to do as kingdom heirs. So again, as a kingdom heir, we know that we were always committed and we're always set to grow. We're, we're created to be the best we're created to do all that God has called us to do. And when we're doing that, we're flowing. That's why this is called airflow. You know, we're heirs. We're supposed to flow in those blessings. That's why the the, the apparel company is called billionaire flow. You know, we're flowing in that billionaire status. Air as an heir. We're supposed to be billionaires. We're supposed to have the best. It's not about the material things, but we're supposed to have the best in every way spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, those are the things that we're supposed to be the best and have the best in. That's what heirs do. So as an heir, as I always say, continue to flow. I'll talk to you next time. Love you guys.